tune in for Freeform with me, Nighty, on Tuesday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. And we are here. This is what, March 7th? No, March, March 8th. 7th. March, March 7th. It's, it's someday in March, almost to the Ides. Uh, yeah, yes, Beware exactly. The Ides. March, uh, March uh, 7th of 2007. Uh-huh. Holy moly. I feel a presence in the room. We do. We have a special presence. Um, Dave, uh, we had a little surprise when we walked in. And Dave, who was actually uh, was a the host of Closets Over Clothes from 1992 to 90. Seven, you said? Yeah, I used to uh, oh, I used to share the responsibility with a number of people. And yes. It was uh, quite a team back then. We were the gay radio collective doing our thing. That's and, right. Uh, doing the gay show every week. It you, was fun. You brought closets through its puberty years. Did I? <laughs> no. It's awkward well, phase. Yeah, I guess so. If it started in the, uh, when it starts, the early 70s. Yeah. yeah so, uh, puberty through sexual awkwardness. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know what that makes years. us, honestly. I think that might make us. I kind of wish we had a, like a, a team. TV show to go with it, you know? Like yes. Oh. Watch him grow up on the screen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that, um, I mean, you you guys did a lot. I was just trying to think of what was going on in the nineteen nineties, wow. and yeah. um, I mean that was I mean that was quite uh, an era for me at least. But um, I mean, there was a lot of changes that were going on. What well, was the biggest topic you think? It's you hard know? to remember back to that period. But, <laughs> it's um, all very cloudy. <laughs> lots of smoke, right? Yeah, it is. Um, well, at that time, uh, Clinton, uh, President Clinton was in his presidency, that's right. and gays in the military was a was a hot issue. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, uh, I think Bush was coming to coming into power. The first um, one. You were in the between bushes. One. Yeah, we were between bushes. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, there were there were a lot of uh, issues about social connectivity in the gay community oh. at that time. You know, and uh, we had at that time, and I and I don't I don't know so much if it's true now, but at that time. We had a lot of social groups. We had the the gay lesbian, gay, bisexual programs office at right. that time, and and they were still kind of changing their identity again. The right. letters were changing, names were changing. Yes, uh, Jim Toy was very active at that time. Yes, and we had him on several times. We had uh, Washington All Rainbow Action Project rap. Uh-huh. They were they just were forming at that time, weren't they? They were fairly new. Yep. So wow. it was a, it was an exciting time. Absolutely, exciting, yeah. a and, lot of births. Uh, a lot of births. <laughs> yes, you know, dang. You're like a yeah. doula. <laughs> or you're like a, a midwife for the gay community. Yeah, well, I was, and, and so I was in the area again, and I'm, and I'm still living in the area, and uh, I thought I'd 
to come on down and watch the show. And I've, I've heard it on the radio a number of times. Oh, good. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We still listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Excellent. scared now. He still showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, um, so what was like... Um, so how did you even find out about closets? Or how did you even... At that time? Yes. Well, that's quite a story, uh, at least as far as it's an old story. Um, at that time, uh, there was a gay conference. Uh, there were a big U of, gay conference? Well, th there were U of M message boards. What I mean uh -huh, by conferences, uh -huh. this was on the computer. So there were, there were message, uh -huh. message text boards, and people would communicate through message boards. You'd write a message and then post it, and then everyone else would be able to read it, and there'd be collective groups of people, and there were different kinds of message Groups. Yes. So one of them happened to be one of the gay message. Uh, ah. It was a gay message group, and it was through the University of Michigan, and okay. um, they had uh, the gay conference. It was known as, and uh, people would talk. And I guess at some point there was an advertisement about the closets are for clothes show. Uh huh. And at that time it was being um, co-hosted by George Hardnett. Oh yes, and, yes. Uh, and he invited anyone to come on down and help out and be a part of the show. Neat. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because at that time I was at Eastern Michigan University and studying communications, and I thought, well, uh, that's Perfect. communicating. Yes, so absolutely. I, was, right. I, I went on down to the knew. show. If yeah, only you I, knew. It, it certainly did blossom. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so I came down and helped out with the show, and just one thing led to another, and and uh, wow, really became a part of it for a long, for a long time. I think that must be how like all of us have uh gotten involved it's with the show. Of, yeah. It starts out small, right? Yes. A big and then it latches on you and it won't let go. No! It's, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like herpes. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to get some you have to get a prescription That's in order right. to yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't ever make it go away, but you can suppress it. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And sometimes it's painful. It has sometimes. its moments. <laughs> yes. Yes it is. And, you know, and, and at that time and you know, much to say the same what you're doing now as we had guests on, we had we had gay music um, uh, at that time, Common Language Bookstore was uh -huh. run by uh, Kelly, uh -huh. and she would give us the book report every week, and she'd tell us about what's new in literature. Nice. And uh, we had we had guests on of all kinds, and wow. just uh, it was exciting. It was wow, fun. that just show, goes to show you, you know things to change. They still the same. Some the things same, are still. Right? The, in fact, yeah. I'm looking up at the clock on the in the studio here, and it's the same clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same. It's, but the technology has improved and changed significantly. Yeah. At uh -huh. that time. The WCBN webpage at wcbn.org uh -huh. uh, was very, very new. New wow. webpages in general were, were new. Absolutely. Um, and sometime after I left the show, or shortly after, uh -huh. that's when the streaming audio came online, so that people uh -huh. could listen to oh, the station and the show online. And now I come to find out you can have, there are podcasts. We are podcasting. That yes. is terrific. Yes. What, a, what a great advancement. And now you, your audience is the whole world. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. And that's one of the things well, we I guess are. And they, regret it. Yeah. And they <laughs> regret it. They regret it. Exactly. <laughs> they want those hours back. That's right. <laughs> but it is that's really terrific. And I'm so oh, glad yeah. to see that the work is continuing and there's people here doing this show. Yes. And it's nice to see that. Oh. Yes. Well, it's great to have people back, even. Mm -hmm. I mean, that people have done the show and are have not like totally divorced themselves from yeah. 
you know, closets. We're still alive and kicking and fighting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we've always dreamed of doing a like a reunion show oh, and bring all the the. You couldn't fit them in the room though. No, you know? no. I mean, honestly, there have been so many people who have devoted their time and energy to the show, to yes. the cause. Yes. And and uh, without without regard to this, the, all the people who dedicate their time to this station, this right. is a student-run station. Absolutely. This is a volunteer. Yes. Um, yes. And it takes tremendous amounts of people and time to do that. And yes. that, what it's great to see it keep yeah. going. Yeah. Oh, and you know, and that's what's and I think one of the things that I but since I've just been here, it's it's wonderful how WCBN has been really supportive of the gay community. I mean, I don't know if you knew they they've been sponsoring various events of like for instance uh, Day of Pride, um that the, the Washington Day of Pride, um there's also um I guess it's called Washington Pride now. Uh-huh. Washington um, Pride. The, the Washington Rainbow Action Project put on that mm-hmm. was used to be the coming out. And then there's also the um, uh, the Outfest, which used to be the coming out party. Right, right. WCBN helps to sponsor those mm-hmm. things. And so it's been really amazing how it's and, – and even without Whole framing us, and welcoming. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Yeah, and that reminds me too that back in those days, in, in the 1990s, that was, my goodness, the 20th century, yeah. Um, yeah. we, we <laughs> were like dealing ago. with issues of the – the regents, the regents of the University of Michigan, and sometimes they would change, and and some of them were very vocal, and wow. and opinionated about this, you know, this station or gay rights in general, and really? dom- domestic partnership benefits at the University of Michigan was a big deal, huh. and, and they are a big deal again, and it doesn't stop, does not no, no. You no. can't, you cannot let your guard down. Do no. not let your guard down. Because there's always somebody out there who wants to take it away from you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. Yes, and we we sometimes learn that sooner than later. <laughs> right. Closets are for clothes with our guard up. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> or garters. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. But wow. And so that was, I mean... I mean, what what are some of the things that the regents were actually saying about WCBN and classics? Well, I, just... I wouldn't be able to, to quote it accurately. Right, so, right. Uh, but uh, it's That's just okay. like, quote it inaccurately. There, there yeah. was just <laughs> well, they said yeah. <laughs> no. There was just there was there was uh, there were political battles going on. Yeah. Um, and 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 I think probably still true today is that sometimes the university would change policy in the summertime when most of the students were away and there wasn't a voice, right? Gotcha, yes. And, and, and they probably still do things like that yep. uh, to this day. So, yep. And it's not that the university's a bad group. It's just that everything is political in nature mm-hmm. and everyone has their interests. We have our interests, right? Absolutely. And that's why we've got this show. Definitely. And, uh, we have one hour a week. To, yes. uh, to, to put our interests out, and thank you to WCBN. Absolutely. Thank you to the University of Michigan for yes. having this show in the air. Yes. Good for them. Definitely. Know? And good and, for you guys. Well, yes. Thank you. I mean, especially Gabe coming up and uh, stepping up and saying, hey, we'll take it over. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is fabulous. I mean, it's been really... Um, and I think that that's one of the things that I, I I'm always fascinated with is like how when you were saying that you know Kelly having Kelly on the show and talking about various books and things mm-hmm. I mean we have common language on you know periodically now as well you know that uh, mm-hmm. for a while there we were doing this and um, now we're hosting them with actual like authors coming mm-hmm. in and, and talking about um, um, their books I mean so we actually they're actually helping us to bring authors in and, um, and I, wow okay think really far back what were some of the books that were coming out back then i couldn't tell was, you oh, okay i couldn't tell you because and that's why i i enlisted kelly 
and Kate, uh, yeah. Kate Burkhardt, I think was the name, okay. um, at Common Language, because I didn't, I'm not a, I'm not really a book reader, right? And I didn't, I didn't know the material, yep. And who am I to talk about this stuff? So get an expert online, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> that, well, we pretend we're like we're experts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 the job of a good radio show host is to you know uh, bring it, bring, bring experts on or uh-huh. be the expert, right? right. What about bands? <laughs> what were some of the bands you brought on? Oh, wow. Well, we didn't. Uh, we would play music that was recorded. Uh, we didn't often have too much live music. I don't think we had any live music on okay. our show, actually, if I can think of it. I think we tried singing once. Ah! <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was the holidays, and I think we had some people on. We were singing We were singing Jingle Bells and with all the verses and stuff. Oh, so it was, wow. Yeah, no, it's difficult stuff you absolutely. do all year long. Absolutely. <laughs> the things you do you for guys art. Sing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, I will not sing game. No, no, <laughs> Christy tried to get me to. I will just have to take that mantle upon myself. Then. That's right. I, I don't know. It sounds like you'd have a good bass voice, Dan. Well, you know, that's what a lot of people, when they ask me about, like, do I sing or, or I'm in a choir and things, I'm like, no, this is uh, um, <laughs> I'm in the choir, yeah. but not the yeah. choir. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's fun. And then you left closets, and uh, I, do... I left sometime around. I think I left around 1997 or so because I had graduated, and I, f- oh, I figured wow. student-run station let the students mm-hmm. run it. Yes. You know, run the shows. And yes. And <clears throat> at that time. Um, I don't. I don't remember what who took over. Okay. I, I don't remember what happened exactly. I'm right. sure if I look back at my notes right. and stuff, Absolutely. at my diary. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dear diary. Yeah. Yes. I love the radio. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I and I left, and uh, at that time I was living in the Royal Oak area anyway, so it was oh. really hard to get down here every week and, Definitely. and do the show. Definitely. Um, and I was in town a lot anyway, but. Uh, you know, running a show, as you guys know and as you guys do, you're very it's it's a lot of uh material that you have to generate yes, for a week. Definitely. And um and so you know, getting people to interview and, and having things happen. Yes. Um and I was getting further and further away from here in Ann Arbor, so it was a little more difficult to get that material and to coordinate it all. Absolutely. Um and that's why it's so good to have so many people involved in the station and in the show specifically Absolutely. so that Good material can go out in the radio, and all now, right. and now, of course, all over the world. So, yes, terrific. Yes, well, and that was one of the things that I think that's that's exciting sometimes about the show is that you put yourselves out, you put yourself out there to kind of risk. Like, I wonder if they'll even be willing to come on to our radio mm-hmm. show, and <clears throat> and then you find out that oh, sure, you know, yeah. like for instance, we're going to be having um, some folks on later on that I. We thought, well, let's just take a risk. Let's just ask, yeah. and they were so enthusiastic. Like, of course, we'll be on the show. Yeah, and and we, I had on a, uh, I had on a gentleman who had just left the military. He was gay. Had just, and that was another big issue with gays in the military, right? Yes. Um, he had just left the military for after been being in it for six or seven years, and he talked about his experiences then, how he would sometimes uh, be sleeping with people who called themselves straight, uh, uh, there were, how gays were actually very present in the military at the bases he was at in Germany and mm. everywhere else. And it wasn't a big deal, even right. though it was being made a big deal right. on, on, uh, in, the, in the media. Yes. Um, and it was become a, became a voting issue in that, you know, they would say, well, he's in favor of gays in the military. And so that would persuade people not to vote for a certain candidate right. on a certain issue, whether it was a local issue or a, a, a national issue. Absolutely. Uh, we had a we had a priest on a number of times. Wow. He wasn't he wasn't from this area, but he was a gay priest uh, mm-hmm. in one of the surrounding towns. Yep. Um, and we had all sorts of local people on talking about their events. Wow. Um, it was, yeah. It was just you know it's like it was an exciting time like it is now. Definitely. You know, but looking back, right. you, you can say, wow, that was a pretty you know pivotal absolutely kind of moment. 
Absolutely. Now, did you guys any record any of your material, or did you guys were? I mean, did we not do that back then? <clears throat> um, we had recording technology at that time, <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I actually recorded every show. Wow. Yeah. Do you still by chance have that? I have them all. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You sit alone in a room in the dark and turn them on. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that's when I go into my little private world, and I and I you think back, back and, and I and I pretend that I'm back in time. You know, <sighs> the good old days. Yeah, hair down to my shoulders. I can't and wait for that. I'm so excited. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely! Wow, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's kind of interesting. Because I do exactly. I have boxes and boxes of where we were doing it on cassette tapes, Mm -hmm. and then we moved into CDs, and now we're doing on podcasts, and so. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, where's uh-huh. all this and going? Soon we'll be beaming straight to your head. Yeah, but yes. <clears throat> yeah. but you know what? Even though it, it is interesting uh, to listen to some old shows and possibly old interviews, they yes. they you can't live back then. No, you have, no. you have to live now and fight it now. Yeah, because the fight's still going on. Yeah, Absolutely. oh, but yeah. It, and that's what's so scary is that it is the fight is still happening. I mean, we what what have we not learned from our history? And, you and know? so much of what was said back then is still valid today. Yeah. And and you have to make the same point. Absolutely, you, the you same talked about argument. The and the domestic and, partner benefits, and, and, and the and there's still so many of the same public misconceptions, yeah, um, and so many issues with uh, work workplace rights. Oh yeah, um, I'm very fortunate to be working for a company that specifically. Uh, permits domestic partnership benefits. Wow. And, and that, Obviously not a public institution, but a it, it's, it's, it's not a public, it's a private corporation uh-huh. and and it's, I'm so glad about that. It's like, you know, when I'm when I started working there, I'm thinking thank goodness that yeah. this company offers that and that makes me feel better about the company and the people Definitely. I work with. Even yes. though I don't have a, a partner at this time. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, oh, know, now we know why he I'm, showed up. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Anybody out there want benefits? Yeah. <laughs> Phone number 763-3500. That's not why I came on. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's so true and how it become. now you become more, like, loyal to that to that company just because of if they're willing to take care of you that way. Well, and they've, they've repeatedly shown themselves to be a caring company. Right. And and so, isn't that strange that we we have to equate that they're offering benefits with a caring company? Yes. So it's right. you know, yeah. And so there there are plenty of good companies out there, but they don't offer benefits. Right. And is it because they don't care? Well, you know, maybe not. It could right. also be because of there's people in charge who who don't care specifically, but Absolutely. the company as a whole is a good company. Right, right. So what do you do with people like that? Well, I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I had a conversation last week of just, uh, we're, it, we're much more complicated. We're uh, really, I mean, our, our group is way more complicated. I mean, all the LGBT folks are just way more complicated than you can't just give us a simple... Um, a simple definition. I mean, um, that, that we are, there are the gay Republicans. And there's a reason why there's gay Republicans. Um, there's, it's not just cut and dry anymore. No. It's not, not everyone fits into the GLB box. Right, exactly. And that there's so much more to us and, and it's in so many different dimensions and things. So I think that that's, and I hope that's what we do with this with the show. I mean, that yeah. there's way more to us than just, you know, our fabulousness. <laughs> you know, so 
Um, yeah, I'm sure the, the gay identity could be an entirely different show. I mean, yeah. or, or, or an, an yes. show in and of itself. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And and I think what you'll find out is that it's just a small aspect of mm-hmm. identity. And, and That's right. Mm-hmm. If you want to know about me, don't ask about my sexual orientation. Right? Yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's right. a way, great way of saying it. Right. So, you, Dave, you just witnessed a moment. This happens with all Ooh. new oh. new um, new co-hosts. Oh, God. Did I just... what? You, you just did something. Yes, exactly. What did I do? Um, well, you, we repeated the same word at the exact same time. It's like, oh my God, we're reading each other's minds now. <laughs> and it is filthy in there. I swear to Jesus. You two are on the same cycle. It's That's cool. Kind of... <laughs> yeah. That happens to women when they live in That's right. the same place. Uh... Right. Oh, that's nice. So, I think we're going to sing. I think we're going to hold hands across the table here. That's nice. But oh my gosh. And, I, and you know, and that's what's, I, I guess the other part that's kind of scary is what I'm thinking about back in you know, back in the 90s or whatever, and where I was with stuff, mm-hmm. it, you're right. I mean, it's, I guess that's part of the thing that I'm experiencing now of, of the exhaustion of having those same conversations with the same people yeah. and, and doing it. <clears throat> it's like, well, okay, what did you catch the first, second, or third time we've uh-huh. had this conversation? Right. You know? Yeah, at, you know, and at that time, I was going through a growth period because um, at that time, sometime after I'd started with the show, my parents found out somehow about me (laughs) and so they uh, you know they pulled me aside and into a room at at the house and they said we want to talk to you about your lifestyle choice oh oh geez you know (laughs) it's just total invasion of my personal life you know uh, but eventually you know i told them you know hey and by the way i do a radio show and oh they didn't even know about the radio show no they didn't know about it oh i think they were talking about the radio no, they <laughs> no. It's they found out some other way, I guess. Uh, but uh, anyway, but that was a that was a period of growth that your parents finding out is is one of those steps, yes. I guess, which unfortunately has to happen, right. just because my parents didn't know a lot about my personal life in the first place, and right. that's through my own doing. Right, right, you know? and uh-huh. that's probably the what a lot of uh, gay and lesbian and bisexual people do right. is they sort of keep their parents or their family or their loved ones sort of out of that aspect of their personal life, mm-hmm. um, either to shelter themselves or to just avoid that stress yeah. of things. And sometimes that can be very stressful, though, as well. I, I mean... I've, I've been in... I've been in uh, I've, I was teaching for a number of years and um, had a number of students, and a number of students at the school... Um, you know, some of them were gay, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, we sort of would see them coming out through their process, and they would say, "Well, I, the, I, I told my parents, and now they want nothing to do with me, and my my, my father won't speak to me," mm. um, and other parents would freak out, and uh, lots of problems. So, what would you tell them? I mean, they're obviously coming to you <laughs> and saying, like, you know, what do I do in this situation, and. You, what do you do when uh, someone comes to you and, and says, you know, my parents won't speak to me? Um, you, well, you tell them that they're still a worthwhile person. Mm. They're still an important person. And if their parents are having some type of uh, problem, it's really the parents that are having the problem, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or whoever's at issue with it. Yes. Um, that it, it's, it's something that they have to work through. 
And what we have always sort of said, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept, is that it might have taken you your whole life to get this understanding of yourself. Mm -hmm. And even though you're this far along in your life, you probably don't know yourself still 100%. Now, everybody else besides you knows you less. They don't even know you as well as you know yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to take some time for... Uh, you know, if your parents have grown up with you or watched you grow up, actually, you've grown up with them. Right. Um, yes. I guess the parents grow up too, you know. Yeah, probably but, true. But uh, they've taken this amount of time to get to know you from their perspective. And this was an aspect that you didn't show them. Mm-hmm. So they don't know about it. So right. now it's something new that they have to learn about you. And sometimes that causes friction, right. especially if there's religious issues or whatever. And else. it's all about process, right? It takes time. It all does. takes time. And oftentimes when you know when we come out to people we love and we have they have difficult reactions, it's not what's always going to stick, right? They react in the way they know how to react. And at that and time. and and you hope and eventually most people probably do come to their senses. Uh-huh. But how tragic Absolutely. when a parent stops communicating with their child mm-hmm. because they're so flipped out by this. Yeah. And why they flipped out by it, it's not because they were born that way. It's because they were led to believe that mm-hmm. by somebody else. Yes. So we're products of our our environment in this way. Absolutely. And uh, that can be very bad because your environment can be very corrosive. Yes. You know, to, yes. um, to, uh, to, to thinking about those thoughts. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that that's one of the things where, um, sometimes that's some, what I consider sometimes the first step in me making that exchange where I then become the adult and the, and the parents are, are the ones that are, are the children learning, you know, that it's like, that's like sometimes the first step. And you're kind of like realizing like, wow, we're either becoming equals or moving on. Because uh-huh. um, like one of the things they say in PFLAG, you know, you've already gone through the coming out process. Now it's our turn to have to come out of the closet. Yeah. And, and at that time, when I, those early in those 90s, 1990s, I had gone to PFLAG for the first time. Yeah. Uh, my mother had come to a PFLAG meeting for the first time. Wow. Um, and it was just interesting to watch all that stuff happen. And, and much of it I wouldn't want to go through again, you know. Right. It's just. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Once is enough. Thanks. Yeah. Once is enough. But yet, but still, we, we, we come out over and over again, right? When, you do. Yeah. With, with, with friends and coworkers. Mm-hmm. And that never stops. Right. And um, I never make it a point to, for it to be an issue. You know, I have a small rainbow flag in my car window, and and that's about it. Uh-huh. And and uh-huh. Uh, I was just. But your car's a pink Cadillac. It's so. a, <laughs> actually, actually, it's a it's, it's a, a it's a Cougar. And I'll tell you something about these about these Cougars is that it's been my experience that the only people who drive these Cougars, and this is the Cougar that Mercury made. Basically, between 1999, I guess, that model, and, and they stopped making them a year ago. But uh, the only people who drive those are gay men and lesbians. Wow. <laughs> so that's been my experience. So look, in the, so look in the window the next time you see one of those little cougars driving around. I will. I don't know what I'm going to see. If I <laughs> yeah. Well, you're probably going to see either a gay man or a lesbian driving. I'm just <laughs> a prospect or someone who knows of a prospect. Right, right. <laughs> Well, you know, Dave, I want to invi- we're going to go into our next segment, and I want to uh, definitely invite you to stay with us through the I'm, show. I'm going to watch it all happen. This is oh, fun. well, I hope you participate as well. Yeah. All right, great. So um, our next guest, I'm really- We'll be back. Well, I mean, we, yeah, our next guest Well, is... I didn't want to wait any longer. She's, is she on the phone? Oh, yeah. She's been kind of waiting already. Ooh, I'm so excited. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're talking, we're about to talk with um, Capital B. Yes. Capital B. Um, well, I have to ask her about that. We do have to ask her about it. And then- uh, 
Capital B will be playing at the Ark coming up. Yes. Um, Next Tuesday, March 13th. Uh-huh. Um, and um, and uh, it looks like it's going to be like a really exciting show. And um, but I think we definitely need to. Um, so uh, it's it's basically the artist is the bitch and the amazing conclusion. Hello. Hi, this is bitch. Hi. Uh, hi. So we weren't sure. Do do we call you bitch or do we call you the B or or Ms. No, bitch you, or? You call me B and I mean bitch, and I, I was confused where the capital B thing came from because you know that was an old identity crisis. Oh, okay, okay. So so you prefer to be called bitch or the bitch or B. Yeah, and the band is the exciting conclusion. The exciting Excellent. conclusion, great. So, uh, so how did you come up with this? I mean, obviously, I don't think this was a birth name. Um, so, how did you choose to uh, call yourself the bitch? Um, it was a oh god. I mean, you know, I was in my twenties. Um, it was in my former my former band, Bitch and Animal. We kind of named each other as like a way to um, have a feminist rec- reclaiming of those words. Oh, nice. Oh, it's, de- it's like, uh, you know, taking back that word in a way. Absolutely. And so you, so one of the things that, that's great about this is that um, you are not only a musical artist, but you are also quite, um, you know, active politically. And, and how did you come into this? Was it, did the music come first or the, po- the political activity come first? That's a good question. Um, I started playing music when I was four. I've been playing violin since I was really little, so I've always had music in my life and in my world. My parents were very musical um, in certain ways. and But the urge to be public, like publicly playing my music, definitely comes from a political um, inspiration. Like, uh, you know, I'm not interested in just, like, making music that sounds good. I'm, I'm kind of also on a path to trying to liberate humankind. <laughs> oh, there you go. And liberate us from what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a small task. Um, yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, you know, one of my goals with my music is to make people feel free to, um, you know, kind of completely express themselves, to not be afraid to be too wild, um, to act up when they feel like they're being oppressed. I mean, uh-huh. you know, all the basics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the things that I, and in reading um, about, there's, you're definitely on, there's the website of, um, of myspace.com slash bitch music. Um, and then there's also, I think it's bitchmusic.com. Bitchmusic.com, your, your website. You talk a little bit about Make This Break This, right? That's your latest album? Yes, that's my latest album that's out on Kill Rockstars. Excellent. And and so some of these themes you talk about and heartbreak and heartbreak about different things, um, did you find yourself really, really reacting to a heartbreak or reacting to other people's heartbreak? Or? Hmm. You know, as a writer and as an artist, I think, yeah, I think we do, we are putting ourselves in a place to be a little, you know, to try and refine our sense of reaction, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of try and name it or put words to it, things like that. I think a lot of the songs I, well, at the time when I was writing those songs, I mean, I was having my own deal. I was pining mm-hmm. away after this kid for one. I was like experiencing major unrequited love for a minute there. <laughs> so that always brings out brings out the poet in me. Yeah. You know? I mean, boy, I was writing like a poem a day at that point. Oh, wow. Um, 
I was breaking up in my old band, so there was, like, a lot of heartbreak around that. And then, you know, the whole war thing with Bush and how he responded to 9-11 and all of that, it was so frustrating. And, um, yeah, that felt like a heartbreak on so many levels on, you know, what it means to be an American down to, you know, feeling the pain of what's happening to the people, you know, in Iraq who are, you know, just trying to live their lives. So when you go back to, to these songs and you perform them, um, do you find yourself getting clearly emotional because it's your material, it's your poems, it's, it's, it's you, but, but how, do you, how do you revisit those? Oh, that's a good question. One thing I'm known for in my live shows is that I always do things differently. And um, there's definitely, I'm definitely known for being a very spontaneous performer. Mm. Um, so with that, I think there, it involves kind of coming to the songs with a new, a new look at it every night, a different way to think about it. Or, you know, I'll just take myself, sometimes I'll tell the story of wh why I wrote the song. And other times, you know, I'll just be talking about something else and, all of a sudden the song changes context for me and, you know, could mean a million things. And I like to just kind of go with those. You know, it's like, it's like when you're improvising music or when you're acting or something, you have to just go with your impulses. And I think that reads to people as a certain level of freedom sure. that people have told me that they experience when they, like, you know, come to our shows. Mm -hmm. I think that's... Um, do you, yeah, that's how I approach yeah, it. That's right. Do you, by chance, like get, ever get like surprised and like because you say you pre approach the music uh, differently each each um, each evening? Are you sometimes surprised um, that some people interpret um, the song uh, differently than how you had thought the story about the song was about? Oh yeah, I love that shit. I love hearing what. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I love hearing what people. Um, yeah, how people interpret things and what they assume I was going through and all of that stuff. It's very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> and how they've inter how they've incorporated it even into their own lives. I think it's sometimes kind of yeah. an interesting of of wow. So what how do you usually go about writing your music? Like is it usually the poem comes first or or the music or the melody? Most, yeah, mostly the poem comes first and then I put music to it, but lately I've been hearing um, like going after certain sounds and um, different ways to orchestrate things that I feel like the music is actually starting to come first right now. That's interesting. Um, so so do you see yourself, so you play the violin, the ukulele, and the bass, right? Yes. All of those things? Do, do, you, do yeah. you lean on yeah. one more than the other? Um, I think in my live show, I think the thing I play most is the bass. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think it's just historically been an easier instrument for me to write straightforward rock songs on. The violin is, you know, I mean, it's it's not like a hold down the chords, you know, and then just kind of go sure, off. Sure. And, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. So, and, yeah. And, and so with that, so is there like one that you prefer to start the, the music with first? Or like when you say there's a sound, like a, do you listen for like a like a tone or is it a... Right now, the stuff I'm hearing in my head is like, I can hear what I want my next album to sound like, and I can hear like certain instruments I want there to be on it. And I definitely, with this last record, Make This Break This, I started going into um, the first track on the record. I definitely was embracing the side of myself that spent my whole youth playing in 
symphonies and orchestras and things like that. And I was, I definitely let myself play with that of orchestrating these big violin parts and symphonic sounds. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like what I'm hearing right now is taking that a step further. Um, I want to go there more and make, you know, big symphony sounding pieces with huge, crazy drums. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, it's, it's almost a visual that I'm getting from it. Like I, I'm, a feeling, I'm almost, yeah. Process. Well, let's take time to to, to hear to, to hear a piece. Um, um, I'm, I understand that Unstick is one of the favorites that you would like us to hear this evening. Sure, yeah. If you want to put that one on, that would be great. Great. Let's let's listen to Unstick by um, Bitch in the um, um, uh, exciting, exciting conclusion. conclusion. <laughs> Picture frames and window panes and. Highway strains and me on the inside side of moving street, a moving me through states that take a mile and make a million from me to you in the fast forward city where you went to. To my show, you'll buy a ticket and I won't even know But I can't stand to stand up for this all the time Feel like I always put my love into rhyme And mail it to your house for three times a dime And I should just stop my mouth, pull it off and out And unstick it from your dick and take a long road trip And kiss you goodbye Try not to cry and hope you'll come around Sometimes I dream too big, too loud That's when I know people are so scared to be proud It's taken me years to feel allowed to speak out my fears Or elevate my peers and I can feel heavy hot glue so I'll just go turn my head hit the gas with all the lead drive out of town leave you to your downtime me to my can't stay around this time cause I can't stand to stand up for this all the time Put my love into rhyme and mail it to your house for three times time. And I should just stop my mouth, pull it off and out and unstick it from your dick and take a long road trip and kiss you goodbye and try not to cry. Strains and me 
So we've been listening to um, Bitch and the Exciting Conclusion, who's going to be here in town in Ann Arbor. March on, 13th, yes, right? Next Tuesday. Uh, at the Ark. Yes. And she's promoting her um, new new record, Make This, Break This. And uh, we just heard uh, one of the songs called Unstick. And it was great. That was beautiful. I, I would just like to say that it's nice to hear a variety of instruments. You know, you don't just hear... Um, the guitars, you just don't hear drums, but you, the string instruments are a nice touch, you know? Good. Yes. Thanks. And we did. We heard those big drums you were talking about, and there's just so many layers, and it's so beautiful. Um, what were some of your, what would you say are some of your musical influences? Like, what what sort of, like, you so say you have this picture of what your next album sounds like. Where, where did that come from? Huh. Wait, ask me it again? <laughs> musical influences. Where, 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 what were some of your musical influences? Oh, well, when I was growing up, my mom was super into musical theater. So me and my sisters and my mom would all, like, sing all the time and, like, kind of big, like, dramatic songs. You know how musical theater is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all gay here. That's right. <laughs> Well, that's so nice. You grew think, up in a musical household, though. I mean, that that is that is so n- helpful yes. to um, yeah. to somebody. And my mom's a tap dancer, so yeah. I feel like I def- I um, she would she always taught tap classes in our basement. Wow! <laughs> I my whole childhood, I had all these rhythms coming out of the floors. Mm-hmm. Do you dance yourself? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. So, so this we might, might be see a... that at, at a show. We might see you do some tap dancing and singing at the same time. You know what? At the Ark, they usually get graced with some tap dancing because my mom lives around there. So uh-huh. she tap dances with me. Oh, that's Fantastic. Nice. Wow. <laughs> so, like, how, uh, how you like some of the folks that you, had, you have uh, worked with is, like, the Indigo Girls and Melissa Farrick. What was that like? Oh, so inspiring. I, um, yeah, we did a whole West Coast tour with the Indigo Girls, and of course, I've been fans of theirs for eons. I mean, I came out to one of their songs, basically. Wow. I, my roommate in college was just like, yeah, I guess, I guess the fact that you played the song Galileo by the Indigo Girls, like, on repeat for about six weeks, <laughs> kind of tipped me off to your gayness. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, it's been a great exploration and you know manifestation of dreams in a way it's like whoa you know to kind of check out my life and be like wow i'm totally in the company of idols of mine it feels really great and really affirming as far as you know you can you can just close your eyes and imagine something like either a sound of how you want your record to be or you know who you want to tour with or um, you know, where you want to spend your days and your time, and you can actually manifest that. Wow. And how did you make the transition? I mean, I bet, and I, you know what, and I, from my understanding of your music, I bet, I bet you had some influence on them as well. I just want to put that out there for you. Um, 
what did you say? I, th- I think you have, uh, you've also influenced them as well. As much as they've influenced you, uh-huh. absolutely. So. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so can you talk a little bit how that transition was between going to performing on stage and with your, your um, you know, people you admired, your heroes, and, and then also um, doing film? Um, John Cameron Mitchell and, and Short Bus and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's been a pretty awesome transition, especially because John cast a bunch of people in Short Bus who were musicians. Um, so it, it did feel like a natural... I mean, I, I know that my experience on that film wasn't like your typical Hollywood making a movie experience. It was right. definitely like a community-based experience, which sure. was like, you know, as soon as I met him and you know, he was kind of like, yeah, I want you to work on this with us. I mean, all it entailed basically was me, like, showing up to a party with them once a week. Right. You know, gatherings <laughs> or board game nights and all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome work, you know? And talk about musical theater influences, right? John Cameron Mitchell and Hedwig? Totally. I think, I think yeah, he and I bond on that level, definitely. We always kind of bust out into show tunes together. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do not have enough show tune boys in my life. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> the community's full of them. Filling a void. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Well, but yeah, it was a natural transition for me, especially because it was so music oriented. Like we would get together and we would do, we would put on shows in the city, like all the short bus kids who play music, we would do concerts and stuff like that. But um, you know, I definitely felt primed. I mean, from working, you know, with other heroines, you know, like Ani DeFranco and. Indigo Girls and um, Melissa Ferrick, and so, uh, you know, it was like a great, you know, next step for me to be like, okay, love this guy, love his work, you know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 how did you even, like, make that transition? I mean, did you know that, um, um, it, you know, did you, uh, um, how did you even go get into the movies with that? Uh, I just went, I, I just went and auditioned for it. Oh. Put out a, yeah, he put out a casting call. He needed some lesbians. Oh, well, okay, that would do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would make it very easy. Did, did you have to dress up for that, or did you just walk in the way you are? Or? In fact, I dressed down. Uh-huh. Oh! <laughs> oh! I see, I see. That's a simple resume to put together, right? <laughs> what did you say? That's a simple resume to put together. Yes, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> So good. So um, we are. Um, I believe we there. Do we have a chance to? Hey, Alex. Alex is our engineer. Um, do oh. we have another song that we can um, go out with? And um, I just want to say thank you so much for gracing us on um, being on our show. And oh, we can't Thanks wait to see you live Tuesday, March thirteenth at the Arc, um, and that shows at eight p.m. Great. Yes. So welcome to our neck of the woods uh, next Tuesday. Oh, I can't wait. Bundle up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Girl, it's so cold out here too in New York. It shouldn't even be legal. Yes, absolutely. And definitely, uh, if folks get a chance to definitely listen to the record, make this, break this. Um, that would be. Um, I think uh, you, you really enjoy it. Absolutely. So. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. See you next week. All right. Definitely. Okay. Bye bye. Phone came 
steer us on our drive We hung under her wisdom We were just three hours from saying goodbye And as we crossed over the border Back to our home states We made our words like mortar You told me about your rape Those men looked through all of our stuff With black leather gloved hands Our telling the truth just wasn't enough Our skin just kissed and tanned They found our dicks and our greens And they hated us for them both They hated us, they hated us They hated us, they hated us Just for being two girls Strong and on the road Welcome back, and and that was uh, Bitch and the Exciting Conclusion, and they will be they will be here live at the Ark. They're playing at the Ark on Tuesday, March thirteenth, at eight p.m. And so totally worth it. Totally I mean, worth it. Please go see that. See her; she's amazing. Absolutely and beautiful music. So we are joined um, by the f- April, the fabulous, the fabulous, Hello. most fabulous April. And April here is you're here to talk about Take Back the Night, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, tell us a little bit about what, what Take Back the Night is. Okay, so Take Back the Night, um, it started as an international event, and it's been going on in Ann Arbor for about 28 years now. Wow. Um, basically what it is is a march and a rally against sexualized violence. Oh, oh excellent. And in all forms of sexual violence, correct? Yes, all forms. Wow. So, so now, why would we need to even do this anymore? I mean, well, come on, we're we're this is the 21st century. Survivors still exist in this century, so it's really important for us in the community. So, is it more to empower folks that are um, that are survivors, or is it uh, more just to, to empower women, or all I mean, those things, all of the above? I mean, it's. It's a really important event, and um, also to raise awareness that this is something that's still going on in our community. And when you say international, it really is international, isn't it? Yes. So in the UK and in lots of places, um, in Illinois, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all over the place in Canada, right? How did how did you get hooked up with with Take Back? Tonight? Actually, um, one of my friends has been involved with Take Back Tonight for about five years. Um, now she's a co-coordinator of the event this year. And um, basically, you know, she told me, take back the night. And I was just like, what is take back the night? Like, right. I kept asking her. And finally, um, I, you know, I just came to one of the meetings and I was just amazed that, you know, the people that were there that are involved in the organization. Wow. And, That's great. Yeah. So paint us a picture. So if I show up, when's the, what's the date of take back okay, the night? Okay, so take back the night, the actual rally is April 13th. April 13th. 7 so p.m. at the Diag. So if I show up on April 13th at 7 p.m. at the Diag, what am I going to see? You're going to see, okay, so we'll have um, basically a bunch of people in the community, in the Ann Arbor community and University of Michigan students um, all gathered together. Um, We start there. We'll have um, 
basically a speaker, um, guest speaker. We don't know who yet. Ooh, um, surprise. It's a surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have a little talk to get everybody rallied up, and um, then we'll basically have a march through um, the Ann Arbor streets. Awesome. Yeah. So now, but women are the ones doing the marching. So, But if men want to participate, they can stay on the side and no, cheer? Men, kids, women, this wow. is an event for the entire community, not just women. Fantastic. Right, because the entire community has a role in ending violence. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Totally. Fantastic. So now, how in the world do you guys even fund something like this? I mean, I bet it takes it a lot of uh, money to, especially <laughs> to bring in a wonderful speaker. Exactly. Um, a lot of things are coming together. Um, a lot of people are volunteering. A lot of things are being donated. Um, this is actually the first year that, um, Ann Arbor was not able to give us funds. So oh, wow. we are doing a lot of fundraising um, <clears throat> this year. Um, we have a benefit dinner actually coming up on the 9th of March. Um, oh, that's just this week, isn't it? It is on Friday um, at the Polo Fields, um, and like Polo Fields Country Club um, here in Ann Arbor. Um, people can show up at the door if they want to. Um, small fee for dinner, but great, yep. great. <laughs> but give to it hurts because this is a really good cause. Absolutely. Really good cause. There'll be mm-hmm. a silent auction. It's a four course meal. Um, we'll have performances by um, a, a British. Um, what is it? A British uh, invasion band playing 60s, 70s, oh, and cool. 80s. Oh, cool! Um, wow, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be really cool. And an acapella group too. Uh-huh. Is it amazing blue going to be there? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So it's going to be a great event. I knew there was going to be singing involved. Of I knew it. Why not? It has to be singing. <laughs> Love it. Singing and dancing. <laughs> Excellent. And that's this Friday at Polo Fields, and people can show up at the door. People can show up at the door. And all the proceeds go. All the proceeds go towards Take Back the Night and a rally and all the events that week. And what's Pol- where, where is Polo Fields? I'm not too familiar with that. Um, it's located at. 5200 Polo Fields Drive in Ann Arbor. Uh, use MapQuest. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so 5200 Polo Fields Drive. Uh-huh. Okay. And if anybody has any questions, I mean, tbtn at umich.edu. tbtn at umich.edu. And they can email that address and ask questions about this awesome, very yeah. important, powerful right. event. And yes. then we also have our bar night coming up. Oh. <laughs> Live at PJ's. Live at PJ's. Yep, that'll be March 20th. March 20th. And then, so this Friday, March 9th, there's the, the, the um, benefit dinner. auction benefit dinner. Mm-hmm. And then on the 20th, there's a, a bar night. Yep, all proceeds from the door will go towards Take Back the Night. And then Take Back the Night's actually on April... April 13th. April 13th. Yep, Friday the 13th. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a great night to take back <laughs> absolutely it, it sure is. absolutely I agree. <laughs> so can i do a little education please so so it kind of, it, it, it surprised me that i mean we're talking about sexual violence and you hear a lot of times that sometimes sexual violence happens around alcohol so but you guys are having a benefit at a place uh that's a bar hey we, we need the funds sure oh so we we're going to sell ourselves out do. that's what it boils down yeah. to but you know what violence can be happen out of any environment absolutely and so it's not the alcohol it's it's so much right. and alcohol is not an excuse for that's violence. right that's it's right. a tool used by by perpetrators well said yeah yes <laughs> exactly and i want to make that clear exactly is yeah. that this is that um uh this is not uh, this is another way of taking back the night if you exactly. will. I mean, I agree. I totally agree with you. <laughs> Responsible, consensual. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, so this obviously, you know what? I think there's more to the story. I think there's more than, than just, oh, a, a friend uh, is with it. There's, there's got to be a reason because this is a lot of work. 
This it is, is a lot of work. Is it just that you are a person who always empowers women? That's your I you am. feel that uh, you know. So how? As, so tell us about you, April. <laughs> so I'll tell you about if me. you were a tree, what tree would you be? <laughs> Maybe a palm tree. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, that's great. Yeah. I think that it's it's awesome that that you've really, um, you know, in helping your friend and in survivors across awesome. the, you yeah. know, yeah, really supporting this this awesome. This event, event is very dear to me. So I'm, we're all working hard. Like absolutely. And are you close? Do you think are you close to your goal? We are we basically last week um, with our donut. I mean, we've get we've gotten donations from um, the Lions, the Lions, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Lions Club or the uh, <laughs> the, um, the Detroit, yeah, yeah Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions. Fantastic. Um, I mean, Cabela's has donated wow. like a porch swing. Like, I mean, wow. we have amazing um, things for the silent auction. Like, it's Fantastic. gonna be an awesome event. So, what other items do you guys have there? I mean, that's um, I mean, the Lions tickets and. Lions tickets, um, this big swing. Um, ugh, I'm not over this part, so this is like hearsay. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there, there's but really binoculars, awesome stuff, like right? really awesome stuff. Like, um, and everything was donated, so That's we're, it's going to be all excellent. benefits for Take Back gotcha. Tonight. Well, it's going to be exciting. So this Friday, Polo Fields, uh-huh. there's um, the fundraising dinner, uh-huh. the benefit dinner and silent auction, and then there's a bar night. Yes. On. March 20th. Tuesday, March 20th. And then the main event, the uh, main community event. support, take April back the night, 13th. April 13th. Yeah. Absolutely. So now to prepare for April 13th, is there, do we need to bring drums? Do we need to bring whistles? Or you is it... Bring or is it all quiet? No. Oh my gosh, we are we are raising. Sand. And actually, there's a drum circle that's going to be there. There's there, often a drum circle yep. and paint signs, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's so it's truly a rally. It's going to make for an awesome night. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you guys don't stay in the diag. You actually move mm-hmm. on through. Yeah, we have the streets actually blocked off that night for just for the ralliers to get through. Fantastic! Yep. Wow, <laughs> and and is there a reason why Ann Arbor pulled out? I mean, is there did something just budget cuts? I mean, they funded us for like the last twenty eight years. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's why yeah. I guess I was surprised. That's why yeah. I was kind of like, we you know what? Maybe we need to like too, talk to some uh, right, right. city of Ann Arbor residents we, and kind of say, I mean, hey, this is an important event for the community. It's not just you know for the University of Michigan students. Absolutely, because I would think that that would like signal to the community like this oh, is a safe place. Yeah, we got a safe place. Climate. We don't even need to do something like this. And right. I think that there's more to it that because violence cannot necessarily just happen in the streets exactly. you know exactly. and hopefully i don't know hopefully this is just you know a one or two year thing that we won't get funding but right. it's, it's really put us in a hole this year i mean we started this year with nothing right yeah so. right well you've done a great job and and i hope that people come out and support this amazing amazing event. come out and support guys absolutely right. march 9th Polo Fields, March 20, 20th, 20th at PJ's. Uh-huh. And, and then April 13th, Take Back the Night. Absolutely. And any questions, tbtn at umich.edu. Perfect. Absolutely. Thanks for having See, me. See, April, you did great. <laughs> hey, you did great. Okay. So, so Dave, we're back. Dave, oh, hello. God, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, April. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so what's it like coming back from? Uh, you know, it's it's been really fun watching uh, watching the show again happen. Right. Um, and sort of, I'm not on the other side of the table, but I I'm, I'm sort of I'm at a different microphone. You know. <laughs> oh, just, that's right. Which microphone? Uh, this is exactly I, the setup. Well, it is. Yeah, it's the same. I think it's the same table and everything. The same. A, a lot is the same, but a lot is different too. Yeah. And it's just—it's uh, been nice to watch the show again Absolutely. and to and to see it happening. And uh, and and it's—it certainly has grown as we talked about with the uh, 
uh, web presence. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and, and certainly with the continual support of the groups in the area. Yes. And so many of the pillar people in the community and the businesses are still here. Absolutely. You know? the bars that we frequent the bookstores that we frequent and um, yes. the uh, places that we go the social organizations definitely and Dave being a pillar that you are I hope you frequent us again I would love to come back I would love to come back yes exactly and we hope that you come back Uh, thank you for listening our our Pride Week edition of Closets we'll see you then that's going to be good absolutely thanks Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their life licensees the regions of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else. FM, Ann Arbor. Why? I don't know. He should be getting up out of the house and starting the revolution. Get out. Turn the radio off. Just get up and go. Go on right now. Go. All right. Good evening. Welcome now. This is The Hop on every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. following up Closets Are for Clothes and right before the local music show. I was away last semester on spring break. Uh, Morgan filled in, did a great job. Thanks to Morgan for doing so. But I'm back. This is Robert. This is The Hop, Soul and Funk. Uh, while I was gone, picked up some nice records. Milwaukee is a great town for records. Anybody who likes to buy rare vinyl, go to Milwaukee and you'll find it. And I have some of that with me tonight. Although first, we'll get to it later. First, we're going to start off with uh, some Detroit stuff. Always put lots of Detroit stuff on the show too, of course. Um... Edwin Starr with There You Go. Um, this record, along with many other records I'm playing tonight, has, has uh, 